You're listening to The Thought Card, episode number 10. Welcome to The Thought Card, a podcast about travel and money, where planning, saving, and creativity leads to affording travel, building wealth, and paying off debt. We are the Financially Savvy Travelers. Hey there, everyone. If you're looking for a fun Caribbean weekend getaway, I cannot say enough great things about visiting San Juan, Puerto Rico. I have so much to share with you about visiting San Juan post-Hurricane Maria. So San Juan is super easy to get to from the U.S. And if you're a U.S. citizen, you don't even need a passport. All you need is a driver's license or another form of photo ID. So again, it's super easy to get to from the States. In this episode, I chat with my best friend and travel companion, Esosa Eke, a.k.a. Sosa, a.k.a. Sos. And we really dive deep and chat about our fall weekend trip to San Juan, Puerto Rico. So Sos, tell us a little bit about your career and what you're up to these days. I am working full-time as a marketing director, head of marketing at a uh, commercial real estate firm, but I also have a branding business on the side, and I do a lot of marketing and branding for real estate agents and brokers, Um, but that also translates into general design consulting for a lot of smaller entrepreneurs and uh, new business owners. And how are you fitting time to be my travel companion and travel the world with me? (laughs) Um, I think it just takes a lot of time management. Um, and I have, I told you, Danielle, I'm still working on my time management book, which is coming out pretty shortly. But um, it, it, it takes a lot of shuffling and scheduling and also takes a lot of saying no to a lot of things that, you know, could hold you back. So I think it's important to note that, you know, as you go as you go through planning your your career and also just planning your life in general, there's some things you will have to push push to the side in order to travel. And it's fun. It's okay to say no to certain things. And for us, I feel like we go on a lot of short, shorter trips, especially like this past two years or so. We just have like limited vacation days. So we're just, we're not trying to spend it all, but we do want to have those like unique travel experiences. So what are your thoughts on like short trips? I love short trips. I think a trip that is more than four days is kind of like pushing it for me, unless it's somewhere where I can really, really get into exploring the entire country, which right now is not realistic for me. So shorter trips kind of give you a sense of, you know, the culture of of the place you're going to. Exactly. And a lot of the trips that we go on, we're back to work on Monday. So no one misses us. Like we're trying to be in and out. And um, for me, I felt like this trip to Puerto Rico was really rejuvenating. So just being away for just like three days was really, really like relaxing and rejuvenating. Like, how do you feel now that you're back from Puerto Rico? Oh, yeah. I hit the ground running as soon as I got back. I think we got back on a Sunday and uh, it was great that we got back a little earlier on a Sunday because then I can I took the rest of the day to just kind of plan my week, get my house in order. And then on Monday, I was just so refreshed and rejuvenated and revived and I walked into my office and I was high-fiving people and saying hello to everybody that I saw. So it was good. It was good to be back. And it was just the perfect amount of time um, that I needed to just kind of get away from work and just, you know, de-stress and just relax. So Now, Sosa, I know that this is not your first trip to San Juan. Um, It was my first trip. So pretty much like what was your first time in San Juan like and how has it changed since the last time you visited? 
let me just start from the beginning and say that as soon as I got on the island, I was like, wow, this is a really big island. And I think for such a magical place as San Juan, you have to have some sort of an itinerary. I don't think you can wing the entire trip. I mean, there's some days that you kind of want to just relax and, you know, not really do much, but there's so much to do that when you first go to San Juan, you should have some sort of an idea of what you want to do. So when we first got there, it wasn't as sunny, <laughs> but, you know, we got around it with the rain and, and, and all that good stuff. Um, and this was before the hurricane. So, you know, it was vibrant and alive despite the the weather situation. I went with a group of five girls and I think for this particular time that we went, we were more of adventurers and more explorers. So, and now every conversation that I had with somebody, the hurricane situation was brought up because it's still obviously so fresh. It's been like a year now. So it's obviously so fresh, but I could sense a spirit of resilience on the island that I had never felt when I first got there. That sense of community and belonging that you know, maybe I overlooked, I didn't feel when I first got there is definitely there. And you can tell from, you know, talking to a restaurant owner or talking to somebody walking down the street and even talking to tourists, like people are definitely in recovery mode still, but you know, they're still strong and they're still even more vibrant and still even more, you know, just enthusiastic and, and, and hopeful. And I think resilience is, is a powerful and strong word. You know, over 3,000 people died in the hurricane. And that's something that I didn't really know. So I think that was super, super um, surprising to me. Now, did, do you find anything else surprising while you were on the island? From before the hurricane and after the hurricane, I kind of felt like I spent around the same amount of money. Um, so I didn't feel like somebody was trying to swindle me for like extra money just so that they can like repaint their house or something like that. Like I never felt like that. So I think that's, that's very important to note that like Puerto Rico is still the same in terms of how much money you're going to spend, the experience you're going to have, maybe even better because things are being rebuilt and refurbished and, and the interactions with the people, you're still, you're still going to have that same interaction with the people. So I think it's good to note that even though things are different in terms of structure, things are still the same in terms of how how the community is 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 still, you know, around. That's awesome. For me, I didn't know that there was a large Haitian population and a large Haitian community in Haiti. So being Haitian myself, I was like, oh, that's wonderful. Like right off of one of the plazas, there was this beautiful Haitian shop that we actually was able to go inside and, and they had all these kinds of art and trinkets and things like that. I also thought that it was kind of interesting to see that a lot of people that we met actually had one dreadlock at the back of their heads. And we were trying to figure out what it was. Like, do you remember what some of the people said to us about that? Yeah, I think the first guy that we asked about that, he was like, one love, one life. And I think he was referencing to, you know, uh, the Bob Marley, quote unquote, the Bob Marley culture. Um, that I, I did hear a lot of reggae music. I think it's just one of those things that has become part of the culture, you know, in a way that's just um, it's 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 just widely accepted and people don't really question it. Right, 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 right. All right. So let's go back a little bit to talking about expenses. What was the most expensive thing that you spent money on? I think it was our last meal in uh in in san juan it's always the last meal it's always the last meal <laughs> <laughs> you know what's funny
funny. I thought it was going to be like our ATV riding, but actually it wasn't a bad, it wasn't a bad spend for the, for the price that it was and, and for the length of time that we, we, you know, we rode on the ATV. So I think the most expensive thing was, was our last meal. I think we spent $40 on our dinner, but it was a really nice restaurant. So I have no regrets about that. For me, the most expensive thing we spent money on was for sure the ATV riding. And that was $65 to go on a two-hour ATV ride. Even though it was the most expensive, it was actually the most valuable. Overall, the ATV riding was one of my favorite things. Another thing that I thought was pretty expensive was the taxi ride from the airport to the Airbnb. And, you know, honestly, it was less than 20, less than 20 minutes. I would say about 15 minutes. And we spent $26 on that. And fun fact, there's no Ubers. Like, you cannot take an Uber from the airport to San Juan. Uh, But the good news is that you can take Ubers within San Juan. And those Ubers are so fast, man. And I think for our first day, we didn't spend any money on entertainment at all. Like, we spent nothing at all. So I definitely agree that the Uber rides are very affordable. The ride from our Airbnb to the airport at, like, 4 a.m. in the morning was less than $9. That's really, really good. My idea about Puerto Rico in terms of costly, I don't think it's that costly um, if you're smart. You know, if you're spending and splurging, I think you'll be fine. You don't have to, like, break the bank to go to Puerto Rico, I think. All right. So what was your favorite thing about their trip? For the first time, well, not the first time, but one of the most better times, I think my favorite thing was actually walking around Old San Juan or Old San Juan. So I think it was just, like, a great experience to just walk around the city and and just carelessly walk around the city. Not, like oh, I have to go here and here and here. But like the fact that I could turn every corner and there was a surprise, whether it was a mural on the wall, whether it was the statue, there was always something around the corner. And I loved that about Will San Juan. Yeah, I, for me, I think one of my favorite things about this trip was, I mean, I called it, you know, when you watch like music videos and they're dancing in the streets. <laughs> so for me, I really wanted to dance salsa in the streets. And I'm not the best salsa dancer, but I had my chance to dance salsa in the middle of the street. And it was great. Like, I, I really, really enjoyed that. I also enjoyed like connecting with the locals. I found a lot of the locals extremely friendly and they actually like shared their life stories pretty openly with us. Now, our final two questions. How did you save money on this trip? Tell us the juicy details. (laughs) So I am a big proponent of eating out. I love, love, love eating out. But um, the reason I travel so much is because I try to, or I do, um, cook a lot. So I look at my food budget and I look at, you know, the, my grocery budget and I say, okay, this is where I can cut some costs. So, you know, I, I don't eat out as much as I used to. And I put that into my travel fund and I use that to travel. So I think definitely eating out and trying to figure out how to save on your groceries really helps a lot. People always think that saving is eliminating a certain part of your lifestyle, and it's really not. It's just trying to cut costs in certain aspects of your lifestyle to fit another part of your lifestyle that you really want to do, which for me is traveling. So, Oh, that's a quote. We're going to put that in the highlight reel. That's really, really, really good. I feel like spending and splurging 
are like two faces of a coin. So it's really for me about being intentional and being mindful of when is a time to spend and when is a time to splurge. And like, for example, even when we were at that Puerto Rico airport, we walked by the coffee shop. Remember, we walked by the coffee shop and I was like, four dollars. Oh, my God. Like, this is ridiculous. Right. And then after an hour being at the airport at 5 a.m., you know, I let it kind of sink in a little bit. And I said, you know what? It's actually worth it. Like, I need a pick-me-up. So it's really about being intentional. So I love that you had those um, recommendations. Anything else? I think also the fact that we did the self-guided tour really was very, you know, I know there was a tour that was free, but we didn't catch up on that tour. And there's other tours, too, that you would probably spend money on. But I think, you know, just Googling quickly self-guided tours and, and you know, just using Google, use Google. It's okay to use Google. Use Danielle, use the thought card.com. <laughs> you know what I mean? Danielle has some really good tips of like exploring places and you can literally do your own tour and not have to pay a tour company or a tour guide that money that you can spend on, you know, a delicious empanada or something like that. So. Exactly. Number one, we traveled during off season. We traveled in, uh, like mid, mid October. So that's definitely like shoulder season, it's pretty close to hurricane season at the time. Um, I mean, it did rain, sprinkle from time to time during our trip, but it didn't stop us. So I think traveling during off season is a great way to save money on flights and also accommodation. Number two, we actually, you know, used carry on. So we did not check any bags that saved us a lot of money in terms of checking bags and fees. And we actually skipped lunch one day. I don't know if you remember. So uh, we skipped lunch and it's not like we were like, we're going to skip lunch and you know, we're going to be frugal. We just didn't actually have time. Like, we were just kind of going with the flow. So we didn't actually spend money on lunch that day. We also, like Sosa talked about, we walked whenever possible during the daytime. And we missed that free walking tour because of the rain. And we didn't spend money on any activities that one day. So for me, those are, like, the simple ways that you can you can save when you're in Puerto Rico. Yeah. So, I mean, for day two, we kind of did our own quote unquote self-guided tour. We pretty much like followed some blogs and we just kind of walked around. We took plenty of photos like San Old San Juan is a perfect place if you're looking for Instagram worthy shots on literally every corner. I really, really enjoyed our first day. And I would say we also did like a DIY bar crawl. Old San Juan for day one was like really just kind of getting to know the island, like, you know, just walking around. Now, so it's the last question. I know the answer. I know the answer to this. Would you go back to San Juan? Absolutely. I would live in San Juan if I could, but I would definitely go back to San Juan. I would also do a little bit more exploring of El Yunque, the um, the forest. I didn't get to explore that um, as in depth as I, I wanted to my first time. So um, going back, I would definitely spend more time in El Yunque. And for me, I would say, like, I want to definitely go back because my boyfriend is half Puerto Rican. And I just want us to be able to immerse in his culture. You know, I want to learn how to speak more Spanish. And I think uh, definitely visiting more beaches because I know there are so many beaches that are beautiful beaches in Puerto Rico. Next time, I think I would I think we should rent a car next time. Um, if we're going to spend a couple more days, that would be cool to kind of just go on different parts of the island. Now, how is the best way for all the listeners to be able to connect with you in the future? Well, you can follow me on Instagram, real underscore inspired, or you can visit my website, asosaeke.com. Since I love sharing about what I've learned at different destinations, I want to take some time to give you some bonus tips for visiting PR. Number one, credit cards are widely accepted. 
So don't worry about carrying too much cash. If you run out of cash like we did, you'll be fine, especially if you're on a short trip. So don't have to worry about, you know, going to the ATM or taking out ATM fees. You can totally just wing it by bringing your debit card or credit card. Number two, you can't call an Uber from the airport. So this means that you'll have to hop in a meter taxi. Now, this is good and bad. The good news is that you'll know how much it costs ahead of time before you hop in. But the bad news is that these taxis are cash only. So you have to have that cash. Number three, there are lots of cocktail bars in Old San Juan. A simple Google search can help you find the best ones like we did. And number four, if you plan to hit the beach, pack towels and save on unnecessary expenses. Now that's all for today. Thanks so much for listening. And I had so much fun recapping our time in old San Juan. And I can't wait to invite Sos back on the show very soon so we can chat about our recent trip to Pacifica, California. And if you don't know where Pacifica is, it's about 30 minute drive from San Francisco. So if you are going to be on the West Coast, you don't want to miss this. Until next time. Bye. coworkers were like oh you're going to Puerto Rico you know you just got to be careful you know with the hurricane and everything you know when we went there I I didn't feel unsafe at all in fact I felt more like the community more part of the community than I had ever felt 